What is up, my clan? Welcome back to another episode of Riffing with Clintus, a podcast about anything and everything I feel like talking about. And today we're going to talk about some changes uh, that were announced to Destiny 2. Uh, now, right out of the gate, I want to just say this, that uh, this episode is going to be about Destiny. Destiny 2 is a game that I play a lot. It's my number one game that I stream, and I've been playing Destiny uh, for the greater part of over five years, uh, ever since it came out. Uh, now, now, every podcast episode is going to be, uh, you know, every, every episode is going to be different. Uh, some things are going to be more on the personal side, storytelling, that sort of thing. Other episodes will have a guest and I'll talk about whatever it is that we have in common that we want to talk about, what, what, you know, what binds us as a friendship, as, as, a, as friends. Um, but today uh, I, I want to talk about this because this is a topic that's been kind of a hot button topic of the last week. Um, and so if you're not into destiny, you don't care about destiny, then, you know, maybe this is an episode you skip. That's going to happen. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube on Clintus TV and you're wondering why this is on Clintus TV, if it's about a video game, uh, that's because the podcast is going to live on Clintus TV, um, because every episode can be different. And I would also argue that the majority of the episodes will not be about video games. So I made the decision, the conscious effort to, you know, post the podcast on Clintus TV, regardless of the topic. Um, all you can do is use your best judgment based on the title, whether or not it's an episode that you want to listen to slash watch. So now that that's out of the way, uh, one more last thing I want to throw out there before we get into the episode is uh, if you have ideas for the podcast, things that you want me to talk about, things uh, that you, people that you want me to have on the show uh, anything related to the podcast, just send me a, tw a tweet at Clintus on Twitter or send me a DM on Instagram at Clintus. Uh, or if you're in my, our discord server, discord.gg slash Clintus, we have a podcast talk channel. You can leave more of a longer, uh, you know, comment or statement there if you like. Um, but I'm always looking for ideas, what you guys want to hear me talk about. Um, I got a couple of ideas right now on the, on the whiteboard. Uh, we're going to talk about, my, uh, my best, one of my favorite summers, best summers of all my, my entire life when I was in college, living on my own, um, as well as the, uh, summer that I graduated high school, two summers. And that might be the same episode or it might be separate episodes. It depends on how long the stories are, but, uh, that was something that was requested. Um, so yeah, send me your ideas at Twitter, uh, Instagram or on discord. So let's get into the episode, shall we? So let's get into the destiny Two talk. Uh, last week we completed the, uh, Imperium foundation where we donated all of our Fractaline to, uh, help St. 14 rebuild the foundation and eventually unlocked trials of Osiris. Now, when we did this, uh, late Tuesday night, Bungie released a YouTube link that was a premiere of the dev insights trials of Osiris is returning dev insights. And it was a countdown. It was about an hour countdown. And then this video premiered live on their YouTube channel, uh, which then, you know, went out and you can, you can watch the video. I'll have it linked in the description down below. I also did a live reaction to watching this video on Clintus games. So if you go to youtube.com slash Clintus games, I'll have that linked in the description below as well. Um, and so basically they, they confirmed 100% trials of Cyrus is coming back. Um, they they talked about the changes, some of the changes coming up, um, uh, you know, three maps are coming back from D one, um, kind of how things are going to go. And uh, this obviously sparked a huge uh, group uh, excitement in the community. 
but it also raised some questions and some um, uneasiness. Uh, the biggest thing being that um, it's light enabled, which in Destiny 1, Trials was as well. So that's not that big of a surprise. But in D2, we have the artifact. And the artifact is a way for people to uh, increase their overall power by just playing the game via XP. Now, if you've played Destiny 2 in the last couple of seasons with the artifact, you know that um, bounties are the number one way to increase your XP. And a lot of that stuff can be done just doing, you know, monotonous, like boring tasks, right? Like picking up the bounties and going to a lost sector and just shooting a bunch of, you know, Vex or, or Fallen or whatever in, in a lost sector and just repeat, 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 pick up the bounties, do it again, to pick up the bounties, do it again. And the fear was, is that the hardcore PvP players that just want to play PvP won't be able to, uh, won't go in and do that. They're, they're going to just play their PvP, play a couple of activities here and there, but they're not going to be able to increase their, their artifact power exponentially as someone who don't have doesn't mind going into a lost sector and just spending hours a day leveling up their their uh their artifact and gaining that xp gains um there have been a couple people who've done that in the past just as you know a fast track them in the season pass to see you know what the rewards are or just to see how high they can get their power um you know last season somebody got to a thousand power um which is crazy i think my highest i've gotten to is like 980 maybe something like that and that's just playing the game as much as i play it just the way that I, I choose to play it. So the fear was is that you'd have this big disparity in power that if you wanted to stay competitive, you'd have to go spend mindless hours grinding you know, these boring activities just to stay competitive. Um, now, that all happened, and you know, a few days later, Bungie announced that they're going to be turning the artifact power off um, in trials until they can figure out a way to better you know, figure that out. So... Um, the overall community was positive and happy about this. I'll admit though, that I, I don't really care. I didn't care either way, but I kind of was I, on the side of, I kind of wish it would have played out the way Bungie originally intended it to, because I wanted to see how much the power would really affect, you know, me in trials, right? If I, if I'm in trials and I'm, I'm at 980 and there's a guy running around that's 990 or, or let's say a thousand do I really feel a disadvantage? I really wanted to feel that and kind of see what the overall community felt as well. But instead, uh, you know, Bungie heard the the feedback from the community overwhelmingly and made that change within a couple of days, which is interesting. We'll get to that later. Um, then the next day, so after the trailer came out on Tuesday, Wednesday morning, Luke Smith, the, the, the game director, uh, released his director's cut for 2020. Now, in 2019, he released a three-part series. This was a very long, lengthy uh, uh, post, if you will. It was three posts, but a very long, lengthy kind of like manifesto for where Destiny has been, where Destiny's at, and at that time, where Destiny was going. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of good information in these. If you haven't read them and you're into Destiny, I highly recommend you go to Bungie.net and read Luke Smith's Director's Cut. There's three parts. So he released a new one. This is the 2020 version. Um, and it was very briefly kind of like, okay, this is where we've been at so far since the last director's cut. Here's where we're at now. And then let's get into some changes we're making in the future. I personally think this is fantastic. I love that, that Luke Smith, who's essentially the captain of the boat is speaking right. And, uh, laying things out. Um, he's very transparent about what he likes, what he doesn't like. Um, and there's even a, a video, the very, very beginning of the trials video where he's sitting there back in like August of 2019 and he talks about trials and he talks about how like trials meant something huge for him and his friends. 
and that feeling is missing currently in Destiny 2. And he repeats that. He goes, I know it's missing. I know we're missing that. We're going to fix it. And it's just like, dude, goosebumps. Like, I'm just like, let's go, right? So um, I love that, that the Luke Smith does these director's cuts. Um, and so uh, he, he outlines a bunch. Of, it's, it's a lengthy read again, which I think it's great. He goes into detail about a lot of things. Um, but one of the things that he, he highlighted, and this is kind of where I want to really focus the conversation on, um, is the weapons forever the problem, right? That was the title. And he talks about how in, you know, current destiny, you know, we, we earn these weapons, uh, we, you know, whether they're the pinnacle weapons, the ritual weapons, or God rolls of specific weapons that are the meta, right? They're either the most optimal for DPS when it comes to PVE, or they are the meta in the crucible and give you the biggest advantage against other players. So he talks about how, when you go out there and you're chasing these weapons and you earn these weapons that a lot of people just stick to those weapons. And even though they keep coming out with new weapons every season, a lot of people don't switch weapons. Now, um, Paul Tassie, uh, a good buddy of mine who writes fantastic articles. He writes about five articles a day and one of them is guaranteed to be about destiny. Of course, when something like this happens and like, there's more to talk about, he posts out more articles about destiny than just the one. Um, but he, he talks about all aspects of the game and a lot of the games he talks about outside of maybe Fortnite, um, I'm into, you know, borderlands division, you know, he talks about pop culture, talks about some, uh, TV shows and movies. I really love Paul's writing. And I would say that the vast majority of his opinions, I agree with, um, most of them, I would say just overwhelmingly. Like you can't, I don't want to say all, but for the most part, I agree with what Paul says. He wrote an article about this specific topic, which I, again, I retweeted and said that I agree with 100% agree with his opinion on this. Um, but I went through and I was reading a lot of the responses to his tweet. And I want, I'll read a couple of them to outline things. But the point I'm getting to is, you know, there are a lot of people have said, I don't understand why Bungie's making this decision. They, you know, what's the point of us grinding for these God rolls and getting these uh, pinnacle weapons if they are eventually going to be useless? Um, and, you know, to clarify, Bungie or Luke Smith talks about how they're only going to be sunsetted in the pinnacle activity. So the raids, trials, um, you know, the highest end of content. And the idea behind this is, is as Bungie comes up with new content, new activities, they don't want to have to worry about balancing for the old weapons. Because as the game progresses, we have more and more and more weapons in our arsenal, right? There's still a vast majority of weapons that can be earned via random activities, right? Just your typical RNG, if you will. Um, but there's also a group that uh, comes each season, right? They're the seasonal weapons that come and go. And it's just, it, I, he outlines it pretty clearly that it's just, it's putting, it's, it's getting to the point where there's just so much to work on. And every time we come up with a new activity, they have to go back to all these weapons and check, is there anything that's going to break the game or is there a weapon or a, a perk on a weapon that's going to break the game, right? Because that's happened, right? There's There's guns that get a slight buff or a perk gets a slight buff or a nerf and it affects a weapon that they forgot about or forgot to test or, you know, they forgot to test the weapon in a specific mode or activity. So it makes sense, right? We're talking about man hours and developing. But again, uh, the community was kind of split on this. Some people were like all for it. Like, this sounds great. I like this idea. Good for you, Bungie. And then another group was like, what the hell? Why would you do this? Again, what's the point of me grinding for a God roll if you're going to take it away from me? 
And, you know, so a couple things to point out. One, first and foremost, they're not taking the guns away from you. You'll always be able to keep those guns. And you can use them in a vast majority of the game because the vast majority of the game is not pinnacle activities, right? Your power level does not matter. Regular crucible, right? Um, regular strikes, lower tiered nightfalls, which are the ones that people farm because they're match made, right? All the planetary events, public events, lost sectors, adventures, uh, the daily story missions, um, you know, even like new story missions that come with new content. The vast majority of the game, you're going to be able to use whatever guns you want. The point that Bungie's making is just the pinnacle stuff, the new stuff moving forward. Eventually, those older weapons will have a shelf life and you will no longer be able to infuse them up to the current power. So, as I said, I agree with Paul's article about this is a good idea because it kind of forces you to go out and grind new god rolls or, you know, make sure that you're getting those new pinnacle weapons. Somebody made a comment on the Twitter thread that um, I like, you know, I, I you shouldn't, Bungie shouldn't be forcing me to use new guns, just make better guns. If you make better guns, I will switch to them. And there's a couple of examples, right? Like I went from, um, oh, what did he say? Something like from one hand cannon to the next, the next, the next, and eventually, okay. He says, I retired my better devils for my sunshot. I retired the sunshot for ace and retired ace for thorn, thorn for spare rations, spare rations for outbreak, right? It gave me new gear and gave me reasons to use each piece till I moved on. That's how things should be. And while I agree with this individual, Brandon Allen, thank you for your tweet. While I agree with you, the problem is, by, by the way I read Luke Smith's um, director's cut, most people are not like Brandon. Most people don't do that. Most people find their one gun, stick with their one gun, or they have that God roll, right? And that is the end all be all because they feel like that is the best weapon for them in that activity whether it be spare rations and mindbender's ambition in the P in, in the crucible because those are the best pvp weapons they're afraid to, to use anything else because they feel like they're gonna be at a disadvantage right if you're using mindbenders and spare rations and i'm not i'm at a disadvantage right and that's i think the reality i think that's where bungie is at is like they see these guns that will from season to season to season that will be the only gun people use or the only gun people are talking about or the only gun that people are complaining about, which I think is also very important to highlight. Um, you know, people talk about recluse mountaintop, right? That was a combo that was like not only in PVP, but in PVE, it was the only two weapons people used right in the first two slots because it was just so powerful. You shoot that grenade, you get a couple of kills, you switch to the recluse, which now has that buff and you're just mowing down anything, anyone, anything, right? This is a way for them to say, okay, look, here's this awesome, powerful weapon. Enjoy it. Use it however you like. But in nine to 15 months was kind of the range that he gave. It's no longer going to be viable in the top tier activities, right? So it allows them to be like, use it however you like, enjoy the hell out of it. But in nine to uh, 15 months, this gun will no longer be at the power level for the newest raid or trials of osiris or you know insert pinnacle activity here and again i think this is a i think this is a really good i think this is a good move and again i'm in the camp of like let's wait and see what happens before we start complaining about something right it's okay to have critical feedback like oh i'm concerned about this or mm, what happens if this happens right that's okay but to just immediately say this is dumb this is stupid bungie you're you're you're, you're ruining the game you've just you're gonna lose your fan base like 
to jump to those conclusions I'm not a fan of that. I disagree hard. And like I said, when Bungie made the change, announced the change to Trials and removing the artifact power, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. I can't, I, like I said, I kind of wish they played it out so we could see, is it as bad as everyone thought? Now, if this is, if it were that easy for them to just be like, oh, we'll just turn the power off. Could they have done that after like, say, two or three weeks of Trials, right? Let Trials go on with the artifact power see the data, see what the feedback is, and then go, you know what? It's not working, guys. We're going to turn the power off. Would that have been a better choice? Should should they have done that? Or is it not that easy? And like, if they launched trials with the artifact, it would not be just a flip of a switch. Would it have been a bigger patch or a bigger change? And they're making that change now because they've got basically three weeks before trials comes out, right? And that's something they can, they can kind of go back in there and code. I don't know. I don't know. I never presume, I never presume, assume, presume, I never presume, presume, uh, how to make a video game. Right. Uh, I, I love, I always laugh when people say, just, just do this bungee, just do this bungee. How hard is it bungee? And it's like, do you make video games? Do you code? I don't, I have no idea how hard it is or how easy it is. Right now. One thing I do say consistently is I wish that bungee could be more transparent as to why they make the decisions they make, why they aren't doing something or why they decided to do something, right? And they do that from time to time, but I still feel like they could be a little more transparent. One of the biggest things that people ask for in the game is for strike-specific loot. We had that at the end of Destiny 1. We're now into year three of Destiny 2, and we still don't have that. And the biggest question is, is why don't they do it? Why, why Bungie? Why is there no strike-specific loot? And I wish that somebody could be like, all right, we heard your, your, your cries. We heard your, your questions. Here's why we decided not to do strike specific loot, or here's why we can't do strike specific loot. I wish they could tell us, but I know why they don't. Uh, I said this numerous times on, on, on my stream and whatnot. They don't tell us those things because ultimately what will happen is, is you'll have some schmuck, probably the same guy that said, why don't you just do this bungee? How hard is it to do this bungee? Will be the guy that goes, they read the response as why Bungie decided not to do something. And they'll come up with 10 excuses or 10 reasons or 10 ways that could fix the problem, right? They think it's just that easy. Well, wait a minute. You're saying you can't do strike specific loot because you can't change the loot pools in a strike. Well, why don't you just redo the loot pools? Why don't you just put in new, put in a new loot pool, delete the old loot pool and put a new one in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like as if it's that easy. Um, but anyway, I, I, I would love that. I would love for Bungie to be more transparent about the reasons why they do and do not do things plain and simple, because as we know, uh, crickets, the silence is bad regardless, right? It's the whole, you know, any publicity is better than no publicity, right? So negative publicity is better than no publicity kind of thing. Uh, and I think that's, that's the case. Even if Bungie does speak up and they don't like what like, case in point, Luke Smith talks about the. Um, the weapons being sunsetted, uh, in the trials video, they talk about the artifact powers being enabled, right? Those are two really hot topics that came up from them sharing information. And I think it's better to do it now before the season starts, because when the season starts and we discover these things, that's when really it's like, well, how can you didn't say anything, Bungie? How can you didn't say anything? How come you didn't tell us this ahead of time? You know, if you would have told us before we could have prepared, or we would have made changes or blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. That's kind of my take on that right now, those are the hot topics right now 
the weapons and the artifact. And like I said, the artifact, they already made the announcement that the artifact power will be disabled. So I want to kind of go through some of these responses on, um, on Paul's tweet and then kind of give my opinion and kind of deep dive on that. So that's what we're going to talk about next. All right. So, uh, one of the first responses, at least in my timeline is from my buddy Lono, Sano to rage. Um, he says that my YouTube video on this is getting surprisingly positive feedback and agreement from the community. Folks are admitting that it's time, even if they aren't thrilled about the needed change. And the response to that is the first one I go into. I, I kind of mentioned this briefly, but we're, I'm going to read this and then we're going to talk about it. Why grind for God rolls if they go away? If Bungie wants me to stop playing destiny, retirement of weapons is a good start. I hate the change of the passion. This is for the 1%, and let's face it, if the streamers want it, they get it. I see a lot less destiny in my life, right? And he has this gif of, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. just going, like, oh, right? And so Lono's response is, the guns won't go away, and after a year, most folks change their endgame loadouts anyway. This only affects endgame environments. And this guy's response is, it's better than blowing up the vault, I'll give you that. Finding that perfect role is like finding Excalibur in a cave. That's what brings me back. This change pushes me away and tells me that my time does not matter. So why play big fan of all you do. So thank you. So this guy was nice and cordial. Um, but okay, so let's, let's go into this first one, right? He, he talks about, which I said earlier, what's the point of grinding a God role if they go away? Now, my first response to that is the shelf life that they talk about for these end game pinnacle activities is nine to 15 months. Now we don't know if that's the range because maybe each season changes or they haven't figured out what that's going to be yet. And it, maybe it'll change, right? Maybe right out of the gate, it's like 12 months. And then after they're like, ah, 12 months is too long. We're going to nine or they do nine. They go, ah, nine's not enough. Go 12, whatever. The idea is, is just like when you grind new weapons in whatever the new seasonal activity is, is that you're great. You're, you're grinding for that God roll to use the gun, to use it, right? So you go, a new gun comes out or a video from some content creator comes out that says, this is the new God role you should be chasing, right? So let's just use for an example, a Mindbender's Ambition. It's a shotgun that you get from a strike, um, a nightfall, and that only comes around maybe every once, every three weeks, four weeks, something like that. And there's a specific, specific role that everyone's chasing for PVP. Now, that nightfall comes around, you go in there and you grind it, right? You, you play for, you know, however many hours you have available or how many hours you're willing to devote to it to try and find that perfect shotgun role. Now, if you really, really, really want it, you're going to spend all the time you have in there. And when you get it, it'll be worth it. And then you'll never have to never have to go back in that strike and grind for that shotgun ever again. Now, this is the same for any weapon that you're chasing in the game. Now, once you get that shotgun, that is now your PvP shotgun when, when, for, for energy, right? In the energy slot. When you're ready to grind, when you're ready to go in the PvP and get sweaty with a shotgun, that's your shotgun you go with. And now every time you play PvP, there's your shotgun, right? Same thing for spare rations or, you know, insert gun that you're chasing for, for PVP here, right? If, if it's a gun that you're looking for with a specific role for PVE, same thing. The idea is that you get it, you have it, and now you use it. The only time this is going to be an issue is if you're like me and you can't get that God role and you've spent, and now granted, I haven't spent a enormous amount of time grinding for mind benders because I have okay shotguns and I have other things that I like to do. Um, but I think this next time around, I'm really going to spend some hardcore time and they're just mindlessly grinding for that mind benders admission. Um, especially since it might be sunsetted very soon. But 
let's just say for example you get that god roll after a week or two of, of grinding right you're like yeah i got that i got that gun i was looking for cool now you've got that gun and you're ready to go you use that gun for months right you use it use it for a year right now let's even get more specific let's say you've already got that god roll you've had that god roll for a year Right? Maybe even you've had it for two years, depending on when the gun came out, when the game, whatever. Let's just say you've got that god roll pretty quickly. It's now been a year or two years, and you've been using that shotgun, and that shotgun's got 5,000 kills on it because it's masterworked, and you've got it all prettied up, right? At what point do you feel like, oh, I'm tired of using this gun? Or at what point do you maybe just like, I kind of wish I had a new gun, or I wish there was another gun that would compete with my Bender's Ambition, Right? Now, here's the question. This is the dilemma. This is the question I, I posed to a few people on Twitter. If you've got a God roll shotgun in the energy slot, while you might go, mm, I kind of wish I had another one, a different one, what's, gonna, what's really going to push you to go grind another strike or another activity looking for another God roll? I mean, essentially, you want the exact same roll, right? Because that is the best roll for your play style in that activity. So let's, again, let's go with the Mindbenders Ambition. Um, the two big roles everyone goes for is slide shot, snapshot, or quick draw snapshot, right? Accurized rounds, range masterwork, range rifled barrel, right? Extended barrel, whatever. So that's your role. You've got it. You're locked in. What is really going to incentivize you to go spend however many hours it took you to get the mind benders in another activity just to get the basically the same shotgun, but a different look, different name, right? People say that's what they'll do. People say that, like, I'll get bored with it eventually and want another gun. Or, you know, they say, Bungie, just give me another gun to swap to. But if it's another gun that you have to grind for and, and get RNG, and you already got one over here, you're like, I'll try, but I'm not going to spend that much time into it because I already got one. What's the point? You know, other than it looks different and, and it sounds different or whatever, like, what's the point of grinding all these hours for the exact same gun? That's where Bungie comes in and says, well, here's the thing. We're going to sunset this gun, so you're going to have to get a new shotgun for the pinnacle activities. And again, we're talking about just the pinnacle activities. If you're going playing regular Crucible, Quick Play, uh, you know, Rumble, Mayhem, uh, whatever the, the, the rotator is, you know, Showdown or whatever, you can use whatever gun you want. You can go back to that Mindbender that's got 5,000 kills on it. But if you want to use it in Trials or Iron Banner and you want to stay competitive at the high light level, you got to get that new shotgun. So this is the way for Bungie to force you to go spend those tirelessly not you know long hours grinding for a new shotgun because otherwise you could just infuse your mind benders and you're good you can spend your time doing something else you're like i don't you know i would like a new shotgun but i'd rather just go do this other thing or i'd rather just play pvp and not worry about it right and this is where the controversy really comes into play it's like let me play the game the way i want to and bungie's like that's cool but we're trying to spice things up because you know what everyone's talking about right now Everyone's complaining about spare rations, Mindbender's Ambition, because those are the two dominant guns right now in the Crucible, right? They're the meta, they're the top tier stuff. So when you get killed by that gun, you're like, motherfucker, another spare rations, another aping Mindbenders. Like what, the, you know, they're shifting the meta because let's be honest, like if they came out with another spare rations, if they came out with another Mindbender's Ambition, they just called it a different name, had a different frame, What's really going to force you to go in there and grind it? If statistically they are exactly the same guns, why would you spend numerous hours in there to get the exact same gun with just a different body? You wouldn't. I mean, you say you will, 
you say you will, but after you've grinded for X amount of hours and you haven't got the drop, you're like, fuck it. I already, I'm good. I'll just stick with what I have. Now, some of you guys are listening to this right now and go, well, I would, Clint. I would. I would because I want that new gun. I want that new flavor. Cool. That's not everybody, though. And that's proven by these tweets, right? That's proven in these tweets. The guy I mentioned earlier, Brandon or whatever, says how he chose to switch guns when he got new ones. He's one of those that will switch when he gets a new version, right? But he also talked about exotics other than the spare rations, which have fixed roles. And most of those are pretty easy to get. There's a quest. You check the boxes. You get the gun. When it comes to random rolled legendaries, it's a different story, right? Like I said, I don't know how many hours I have in farming for the Mindbenders, but let's just say it's double digits and I still don't have that God roll. So I'm still chasing, right? I'm still out there chasing it. And some people don't have all the time like I do. So I understand. I Again, I see, I always look at both sides of every argument, always, right? No matter what the argument is, I'm always someone who looks at both sides of the aisle and here's both people's object, you know, stories, reasons, concerns. And I, you know, I try to stay neutral so that I can understand both sides. And, and usually, I mean, obviously I favor one or the other, right? Like I said, in this example, I'm in favor of them sensetting the guns, but I try to listen to the other side and understand the reasons. And I, in some instances, I try to reason with them. I try to let them know, well, look, maybe you misunderstood. Maybe you're misinformed. Maybe, you know, whatever, like, like, do you understand that this is how it is? Or this is how they said it's going to be, or you know, why don't we just wait and see what happens, right? Like, why are we freaking out? You're freaking out. You're getting your, you're getting all stressed out. You're getting your blood pressure up for something we haven't even seen yet, right? That sort of thing. So in this guy's example, you know, my response to him would be, you know, you say that you got that God role. Why make it go away? My question would be, well, let's say you got that God role. What's to force you? What's, what's to incentivize you to go find another God role of essentially the same gun, right? You say make better guns, but like, how do you get better than spare rations, right? Does more damage, has more range, has better stability, has better handling. Well, then you start getting to that power creep where now all these guns are just so ridiculously powerful that you're like, it's hard, it's hard to choose which gun to use, right? Because you're like, well, I've got six God roll hand cannons. They've all got the exact same perks because those are the best perks in the, in the pool for that gun. Mm, let me pull up dim and say which one's got the best stats which one's got the highest range which one's got the best stability which one's got the best handling whatever gun it is you're looking for whatever play, play style you're looking for right at the end of the day you've got six of the exact same gun so you just pick whichever one looks better you know or you just like i said you you pick the one that has the best stats you you pick the one that that, that your favorite youtuber or twitch streamer says is the best gun or whichever gun they're using right well, if it's good enough for him, it's going to be good enough for me. If he's using it, it's got to be the best, right? I feel like this is the this is the this is the way for them to incentivize you to go get those god rolls on the new weapons for the pinnacle activities. So that was a, that was a, a thing one that was really um, hot hot button there. Um, you know, someone made a comment about Ace of Spades not being viable. You know, it's not a good idea. We work for those guns, throwing them away. So he's like a slap in the face. Paul responds that exotics are not included in this. Someone goes, not yet. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, if exotics were included, that would be rough. Um, but on the flip side, like one of the things that Bungie's done already is brought back old guns, right? And that's another thing they are freaking out about. They're saying, well, okay, so they're going to retire our recluse mountaintop. 
are they going to bring it back in a year from now and let you re-earn them? That's not cool. No one likes to re-earn the same gun twice. So they say. But I guarantee you when Thorn came back, when Last Word came back, Last Word was one that everyone was excited about. I don't think there's anybody that was like, oh, really? I don't want to get Last Word again. Everybody was excited about Last Word. And when Gallahorn makes its return, when that rocket launcher comes back to Destiny 2, I guarantee you the vast majority, if not everyone, will be excited for its return and will go get it. Right? There'll be very few, if any, people that will complain about like, oh, Gallahorn, oh, I already got that in D1, dude. Why do I got to get it again? Right? You say that you don't want to re-earn the same guns, but you get excited when they bring something back like that, right? And something like Recluse Mountaintop, Not Forgotten, Luna's Howl, right? Like, those are icon iconic weapons. So if they were to bring those back a year, two years from now, you'd be excited about it. You would be, because you haven't had it. You haven't been able to use it in, in a year or two, right? You'd be excited to get it back again. At least that's my argument. Um, the other big argument that, that gets brought up is that they already tried this in Destiny 1, right? Now, if you used to play Destiny 1, you remember that when Taken King came out, they didn't allow you to infuse your weapons from, from before Taken King into Taken King. You had to basically go out and get new guns with Taken King. And then later sometime in Taken King is when they came out with the infusion system where you could infuse those guns up and then they would continue to in the life of the game, right? And then when Destiny 2 came out, they essentially did the same thing almost right out of the gate. So one of the big, big arguments is like, you know, they tried this in D1 and it didn't work. And then guess what happened? They, what they did was they brought back these guns and let you re-earn them in the new system, right? They, 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 the guns that they, re they settled, um, sunsetted in year one of Destiny 1 were re-earnable later in year two and year three. Um, the Matador, um, there was, a, there, was, there was a handful, of, there was a bunch of guns that got brought back at some point, right? Now, one of the reasons why I think this is the reason, one of the reasons why I think Bungie does this is because even though it has the same name and maybe the same like look and, and weapon frame, they recoded the, the gun in the background, right? They changed the perk pool, they removed some perks, maybe they changed some stats, right? And unless you got a screenshot of a gun that's been retired or sunsetted, and then you compare it to a new, the new version, it's hard for you to be like, oh, it's different. It's the same, but it's different, right? Um, they're doing that today with certain guns. They brought back guns from year one into Destiny 2 now, and, you know, unless you've got one of the old ones to compare, it's a rig out random rolls now. So there's got different perks, different barrels. So the stats are all over the place, right? Um, so with that being said, you know, people talk about, oh, they tried it in D1 and it didn't work out. Did it work out? Maybe it did. Maybe that was Dent Bungie's way of hitting the reset button on some things that they didn't like in year one. And then they redid it in year two and year three. And by bringing these guns back, they were able to say, okay, we're going to bring this gun back, but now it's got less range or, you know, that one perk that made it OP is no longer in the perk pool. So when you re-earn it, it won't be able to roll that perk, right? Same thing could be happening here. They sunset guns like, I don't know, spare rations, right? Spare rations gets, gets, uh, gets sunsetted. There's going to be another 150 RPM kinetic hand cannon that can roll the same perks and have relatively the same statistics. It's just going to be called something different and look something different. So when you get killed by it in the crucible, you're not going to be like, oh shit, another spare rations. You're going to be like, oh shit, what gun is that? right? The dope meter 5,000 just took me out. That's crazy. Where'd you get that? Right. Then you start Googling, where'd that gun come from? Right. 
it shifts the game. It just, it dramatically is going to shift the game. And I, I remember this specifically happening in destiny Two, destiny one when Titan King came out, I forget what fusion rifle I was using in year one, but when year two came out, the Thiessen FR four came out and that gun was like one of my favorite guns in the game. Right. And then there was a future war cult one, which I can't remember what it's called, but it looked like the Thiessen sound like the Thiessen, but it was like, yellow red and blue right future war cult like nascar you know <laughs> nascar uh fusion rifle it was awesome i loved it um but like you know i had a god roll a fusion rifle in and year one and then year two came out and you know if, if they did if they allowed you to move them forward i just would have continued using the same one until i got a decent thesin right instead i was forced to use the first thesin i got and then i tried to farm better rolls for them because I was like, this gun's cool and it's, you know, better than the old one because it's a higher power, higher light, that sort of thing. So the argument about it not working in D1, I feel like it's just, it's it's perspective of how you look at it. Yes, they brought back the old guns. Yes, they eventually let you infusion it up because the argument was we earn these guns or, you know, we, we spent all this time getting these guns I think that if there is a time window on season seasonal guns and, and weapons, let's say it is 12 months, you know that when I get, I have, I have, I have 12 months to use this gun in this season, right? And then it's a rolling calendar each season. And maybe the guns tell you, you can only, you know, this will only be infused up to a thousand power. And you know that when you hit a thousand, this guns, that's it. This is, it's, it, it's, it's, it hit, it hit its end for pinnacle activities, right? And by then, hopefully, you've been grinding for new weapons, right? Because you know that these old ones are eventually going to be sunset, so it's this constant rotation, right? Then, let's say, a year down the road, Spare Rations has been retired. I can't imagine a gun like Spare Rations, specifically, is ever going to come back. Because it was a gun that can only be found in The Reckoning and Gambit Prime. Now, if a year or two years from now, they have a new Reckoning... A reckoning 2.0 or they have a new gambit prime or something that's in that theme in that seasonal theme then the guns could come back then it makes sense to bring those guns back they did it with the uh with osiris right so uh in destiny 2 year one first dlc was called curse of osiris and there were these really cool weapons some of my favorites in the game the way they looked they had the vex milk you know uh wires and tubes and stuff the some of the best looking guns Unfortunately, it was in year one where there were static rolls. And so, you know, you once you got the gun, you just, that was it. And there was only a couple of them that were really decent. Um, well, fast forward to this current season, we're getting ready to end season of Dawn. They brought back a handful of those weapons and you could earn them with random rolls. Uh, so Jack Queen King, um, the, uh, I forget what the sidearm's called. There was a pulse rifle, um, you know, uh, a perfect paradox. There were, you know, there were a couple of weapons that you could re-earn with random rolls. So that made sense because Osiris came back, right? So even though that was that was something that was a you know almost two years ago, one, two, yeah, two years ago, um, because the sea the new season, the current season, brought back that old character and that theme, it made sense to bring those guns back. So same thing could happen with spare rations, but it would have to be you know seasonal. It makes sense. So and if that's going to happen, it's logical for the, for you to assume that it's going to be a year to two years down the road because if this gun, right? So spare rations came out last. 
I would say a year ago from this season, right? It was the second season in the season pass. That's, or maybe it would be next season. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, it would have to be a year or two down the road when that theme comes back, right? And maybe Spare Rations does come back, right? But this time, it can't roll with Slide Shot or Snapshot or, hey, we've got some new perks we've introduced, and now you can get a Spare Ration with these new perks, right? Because that's something they've done as well. They've introduced new perks, and at the moment, you can only get those perks on the guns from that season. What if you could get a Spare Rations a year or two years from now with these new perks? You're like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is dope, right? So... Again, I don't know. It's questionable whether you can say that it worked or didn't work in D1 because they did bring back guns and let the infusion come through. They may have needed to hit that reset button with D uh, with with Taken King, right? Or they did hit the reset button. They stopped infusion, but then with feedback and said, "Okay, let's infuse." Fast forward now, three years later, they're saying, according to Luke Smith, that the weapons forever philosophy is not working out for various reasons, whether it's uh, them coding and them doing their doing their their work or the player base, right? The player base only using a handful of guns. That, that's the only guns you're seeing in the meta. That's the only guns you're seeing in the in the raids and the pinnacle activities. Um, they're the only guns that people are complaining about, right? When it comes to that sort of thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of responses here about, you know, play the game the way you want to and Bungie basically dictating the way I play the game, um, you know, some people start talking about, well, we need Destiny 3, right? Why don't they just stop worrying about Destiny 2 and just give us Destiny 3 with a fresh slate and get rid of all the guns that they worked for D1 to D2, you know, starting with all new guns. And then people are like, well, yes, but at the same time, people are just going to, you know, they're going to bring back the old guns like they did, right? Why wouldn't they? It's very easy just to copy and paste a frame and a name and, and a lore and that, that sort of thing. Um, Another response, they did this in D1. It was the worst. Nothing quite like working tirelessly to get a gun for Bungie to tell you it's no longer viable in in-game content. S especially bad in D1 when you had to get the same weapon again. It's going to be the same story looking for a legendary reskin. And I'm like, that just seems very cynical and very negative. Uh, someone responds to that person saying, hopefully not, and they'll start uh, stay true to their word and create more interesting perks for weapons. If not, and we're still chasing Outlaw Rampage, then yes, this proposed system will serve no purpose and shouldn't exist person responds if there's massive redesign of perks to make guns more interesting i'm sort of on board but at the same time if the guns are that standout they would be used without making favorites obsolete the issue does ultimately seem to, to come back to power creep but that to me is because bungie keeps adding perks mods that are useful almost if not everywhere rather than in specific activities or situations so this is an interesting thing this is something that's been talked about numerous times about how bungie should create mods and perks that are specific to the activities. So let's say, for example, spare rations. Spare rations is a great hand cannon, but it has a specific perk or a specific mod, or series of mods that you can put into it that is specific to guardians, right? So it has something like does extra damage against guardians or um, while in the crucible, gain bonus handling or, you know, something like that, where now this gun has a specific purpose. This gun you use in crucible because it gives you those bonuses or those extra perks versus another gun let's say an auto rifle that says um you know does bonus damage against minions of the darkness or um kill two hive and get a you know um you know refill the mag right like maybe something very specific about like the race that you have to kill um then that auto rifle becomes a pve auto rifle then it starts you start curating your loadouts 
based on versus taking the same gun into every activity and only using that one gun because maybe you're lazy, maybe because convenient, but because that gun is just that damn good, right? Um, I, I, I see them, if they could do figure that out, they could figure out how to balance that. It would also kind of give us that illusion of them balancing for PvP and PvE separately, even though they don't. The mods only work in specific activities, therefore you're only gonna use the gun in those activities. I think that'd be a cool idea. Um, people really shitting on players that still like to use their favorite guns, question mark. Other than the annoying guns that dominate Crucible, why do people care what guns other people use? My fire team mainly do pinnacle stuff and it sucks I won't be able to use my breakneck or delirium. So this goes back to those ritual weapons, right? Breakneck is one of the first pinnacle weapons that we got. Uh, you got it from Gambit. It was a, it was really, really cool. I used it a lot for mm, a couple of months because um, it was just really good for just mowing down mobs, right? You get a kill, you proc Rampage. Every stack of Rampage you got, it reloaded the weapon faster. Like it was just a really dope gun. And like I said, I used it pretty exclusively for a while. And then eventually I got tired of it and wanted to use something else or something else was more exciting and I started using it and then I just stopped using breakneck. So while I'm on the camp of like, I'll switch my guns out and use, you know, something new, something exciting for PVE, for PVP, I'm definitely, what is the best gun? What is the best loadout? What are the best perks? Chase those, find those God rolls and then only use those in the crucible, right? I'm kind of in that place right now where I've got a God roll shotgun in my kinetic slot. I don't have the mind benders. So I'm forced to use specific um, energy hand cannons or energy weapons if I want to use a god rolled shotgun because that's what I've got. Um, and so I, I, I'm very when it comes to PvP, I want the best and only the best. And I'm that guy that will what, if I got a god rolled mind benders and a god rolled spare rations, that's all I would use because I know for my playstyle and for the meta, those are the that's gonna be the best advantage for you know getting kills in the crucible. But for PvE, I'll use whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, is this cool? This is the best? I'll use this for now. And I'm like, eh, I'm kind of over it. Like, Recluse, Mountaintop, I only use that for maybe a, maybe a week or two. I use Recluse a lot, especially at the beginning of uh, the Season of Undying when the raid came out. You're mobbing debt, mowing down um, Vex. I did use Recluse a lot, but did not use Mountaintop Recluse for, for a long time. Um, just because it just, to me, just didn't seem interesting. If you didn't get the kill with, with the Mountaintop, then the, that whole combo didn't really work out. So... Again, I feel like people should be able to use whatever they want and not have to apologize for using it, especially in the Crucible. I hate when people shit on people for using a specific loadout or a specific gun or if they're using the meta, right? If you get killed by a spare rations or a mind benders or um, an Arantel fusion rifle or a tranquility, uh, you know, whatever. When people bitch and complain about that person using that gun, it's almost as if they're like saying like, oh, you're not good enough to use another gun. So you've got to use that gun. And it's like, you kind of sound like an idiot when you say that, because it's like, that's the best gun. Why wouldn't you use the best gun right now? Maybe you are a better player and you can use something else and still get the kills, but not everybody is. Some people need that extra, you know, bonus or that extra crit shot or that extra damage that does, or, you know, that extra range that this gun particularly has, right? If you've got that God roll, why wouldn't you use it? You're playing to win. That's the whole point. Go in the crucible and it, hopefully your team beats the other team while you have a positive K KD ratio, right? Isn't that what it's about? Now, some people would argue that, well, it's supposed to be about fun and, you know, you should change things up. Sure. 
But that's on them. That's not, that's not your decision to make. You shouldn't be shitting on someone else's decision for using what they assume is the best loadout and what's going to get them the most kills, right? They'll eventually get bored. They'll eventually want to switch it up, right? Same thing happens with subclasses and, and classes, right? You have some people that just, they only play one class and they only play one subclass and that's all you ever see from them, right? Then you get the other guys out there that are like switching it up every day. Got to give a shout out to my homie, True Vanguard. That dude will play every subclass on every class. He changes up weapons all the time. He gets bored with the same loadouts. So he's constantly changing it up. He's constantly, you know, um, trying new things. And I, I love it. I love it. I, I see his tweets or I see his videos on Twi uh, on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. He'll just do a whole session with just like random roles, ra random loadouts, right? He'll have his community pick the loadout for him. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I, you know, so I just feel like people shouldn't shit on other people for what they choose, right? Now, granted, if you play a lot of Crucible, you're going to see a lot of the same guns over and over and over again. Like I said, right now, it's Spare Rations, Mindbenders. Um, another complaint that happens a lot, too, in the Crucible is people complain about the same abilities killing them, right? Handheld Supernova um, or Shoulder Charge or, you know, um, once upon a time, it was Sticky Nades. I always like to, I always laugh at this because I feel like if you really pay attention, if you're really like marking down and tallying how you're killed, who kills you, which I've done kind of like, not like literally, but like figuratively, like kind of in my mind while I'm playing, you realize that you don't get killed by one thing exponentially. Now, maybe holistically across, if you played for eight hours, sure, you're going to see, like I said, spare rations. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a couple of hand cannons that are top tier. There's a couple of shotguns are top tier. There's a couple of sniper rifles, a couple of fusion rifles, a couple of heavies. Like those are the meta. That's the dominant stuff. You're going to see those because they are being, everyone's been told these are the best. So why would you use the best, right? There's a few outliers out there because people like to change it up or maybe they're doing bounties or going for a quest or like that, but they're going to be racing. The point I'm trying to make is you hear somebody who complains about handheld supernova, another handheld supernova. Oh, there's that handheld supernova again. Fuck another handle supernova. God damn. I wish Bungie would nerf that fucking broken. It's oh, and they rage. Right. And it's like, but what about that guy that killed you three times with the shoulder charge? Right. What about that guy that killed you four times with, with, with a shotgun? What about that guy that sniped you four times? Right. You got killed with, 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 with the handheld supernova three times, but the other guy killed you five times with, you know, a recluse because recluse isn't on top of your mind right now. Recluse isn't bothering you. You don't mention that. You only mention those three kills with handheld supernova, right? What if it's three different guys? They each killed you one time, right? People start dwelling on these things and they use those as their complaint engine or the reason why they didn't they lost or the reason why they weren't doing as good, right? Because that guy was using the OP cheese or the cheat or the broken thing, right? There's a lot of variety in this game. There's three classes. Each class has three subclasses and each subclass has three trees. So there's a ton of variety in this game, but as Bungie puts in the, the most recent TWAB, there are outliers. There are the best of the best. They're the ones that somebody made a video on said, this is the best. This is my recommendation. This is what I would use. This is what I do use. If you're going to use it, do use it this way. Use this exotic, right? Here's how you're going to get easy kills. Here's how you're going to get the high KD. Oh, you're trying to finish this quest? Use this loadout. It'll get you done faster, right? At the end of the day, Destiny players are always looking for the most efficient way to do whatever it is they're doing. 
And that means using specific subclasses with specific exotics, with specific weapons, with specific roles. That's just it. Everything else in between can be whatever you want, right? I've done all the, checked all the boxes, done all the things. Now I'm going to goof around. I'm going to play around, right? But when it's time to get sweaty, when it's time to get real, you're always going to gravitate towards the best stuff. And so when people, you know, like to complain about people using specific guns, it's always kind of like, or specific, you know, abilities. I'm always kind of like, all right, well, you know, if that's what you think, the reason why you lost or whatever, you know, um, I don't know. Another comment here. Uh, you'll have to throw away your masterwork, mountaintop, recluse, Lunas Howl, Rene's broadsword, delirium, hell, even your oxygen SR2 just to put pull them out of your collections and grind for the resources each new expansion. Sounds like an improvement to me. I, I roll, right? Guy responds, I don't follow. Don't see why you need to throw them away and then pull them out of collections. You can leave them in your vault and use them in non-pinnacle activities if you want to use them. Then have fun grinding the new powerful weapons to use in pinnacle activities. And then someone, this guy responds back, the eye roll guy. Uh, since we don't know exactly how this will work, I think that grabbing it out of your collections might allow you to use them into a new expansion. If not, that means all those weapons would be borderline garbage to farm for if you want to bring them out them into raids. And uh, the guy goes, I'd be shocked if that's the case. I would complete, I would complete in, invalid, it would completely invalidate the reasons for doing this. The way I understand it is that weapon will have a max infusion number and no matter what you do to that weapon, you can only go to that number, which is true. That's basically what's going to happen. They could be target God rolls, which would allow this, but if they punish people who grinded for weeks to get the mountaintop and Redrick's broadsword, me being one included, there will be blood. The thing is that this guy's not realizing is, is the, let's just use his two examples, Redrick's broadsword and mountaintop. Redrick's broadsword is over a year old, right? It's, it's over a year old. Uh, mountaintop is coming up on a year. I think this next season will be a year. Uh, you know, gotta do, gotta figure out the math on that, but you know, like it sucks if he just got these guns, if he just got Redrick's broadsword, if he just got mountaintop, that sucks. But that's also part of the direction that Bungie's going in with seasonal content coming and going, right? FOMO is real in this game. It always has been. Even in Destiny 1, you see someone who has a god roll weapon. You're like, where did you get that? I want that. You then spend uh, an absurd amount of time farming for a god roll of that weapon, right? Because you have that fear of missing out that weapon. Like, I want that. Like, I, I need it. He's got it. He's killing it with it. He's crushing it, right? He's crazy. I want it, right? And if you know that it's a limited edition, you can only get it for so long, then your FOMO really kicks in, right? Because you're like, well, shit. So I feel bad if this guy just got these guns. I do. It sucks. But the reality is they've already been out for 12 to 15 months, which is exactly what Bungie is saying is the shelf life. So you, now moving forward, when a gun comes out tomorrow, you know, boom. I need to get this gun as soon as possible if I'm going to use it or at least try it out because the clock's ticking. I won't be able to either get this gun in the future or when I do get it, I will be able to get it forever. It won't be able to go for those pinnacle activities. I won't be able to take it into the raid. I won't be able to take it into trials, right? So, but you know that moving forward, just like Bungie did with Shadowkeep and with Season of Undying, they said, moving forward, seasonal activities and seasonal content is going to go away at the end of the season. 
you know that going into the season, if you want that undying title, if you want those guns, that armor, you've got to grind for it in that season. Because when the season's over, the activity's gone, and all the rewards go with it, right? I personally like this because it incentivizes me for, to play, to grind for it, right? Like, with Destiny 2, I only had one title, working on a second, working on a third, but never really completed them all the way because they were very specific to certain activities, they were difficult to get, that sort of thing. These new seasonal titles are actually pretty easy to get because you just play the activities you have to do, some of them are time-gated, some of them require a little bit of coordination, but ultimately, they're very doable in the time frame they give you. They say, look, you've got three months to get this title. Here's the activities that it takes you to get them. Happy hunting. And I've gotten them. I've gotten the Undying. I've gotten the Savior. I've gotten the Moments of Triumph, right? Those are the three, basically, the, you know, seasonal slash time-gated ones. And I plan on getting every single one after it because, again, I know that they're limited edition. And if I ever want to wear that title, I can go back and be like, yeah, I was Undying. Where are you at? Where were you when, when, when we were, you know, killing the Undying Mind, right? Where were you when we brought back Saint 14 rocking that Savior title, right? I think it's fantastic. But I also recognize, again, both sides of the aisle, that not everybody has the time to devote to it. I think three months is reasonable. I think Bungie did some number crunch and said, look, if you play X amount of hours a week, focus on hitting certain milestones throughout the season, very easy for you to complete the entire battle pass, season pass, hit 100 ranks, and get that title if you care about it. Now, a lot of people argue that they don't care about titles and it's not enough for them to grind the seasonal content, right? What's the point? Who cares? Fine. That's not something you care about in the game. That's great. The thing you have to remember with Destiny is, is that it's a game for a multiple, like multiple facet of people, right? You've got people who only care about PvP. You've got people who only care about PvE. You've got people who want very casual, non-stress, low-intensity Gameplay. I just want to run around and shoot aliens in the face, right? For the memes. You got the people that are like looking for challenges and to push themselves. You guys got like Glad and Chevy who like do like one man and two man raids. These things, these things were designed for six people and they're in there by themselves crushing it, right? There's all kinds of different people out there. Bungie's trying their best to appease each group, but ultimately it comes down to money, time, resources, and what they're capable of doing in the game. Now, one of the biggest issues in the last couple of years has been PvP. PvP has pretty much had no love for over a year. And really, some people would argue since Destiny 2 came out, right? Though there's been a lot of changes to PvP and a lot of things have gotten better. Um, there's no way to argue that. But with the announcement of Trials of Osiris, it's the first time we're getting a pinnacle PvP activity. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the community is betting on this, right? And if Bungie doesn't nail it and give them what they want... You know, that's pretty much going to be, they're going to be punching their card on Destiny and be out. Um, I think the writing's on the wall. There's some people that kind of took a break from Destiny 2. Uh, they're specifically to PvP. They took breaks. They're back. Um, I know some people went out and played the new trials months ago. Um, so the fact that they were come back to play this has gotten a lot of people hyped that says, okay, if so-and-so is back playing PvP, chances are it's because they know that trials come back they like what they see and they want to be ready when the, come, the game comes back so you know 
a lot of people are, are really skeptical that trials is the only thing we're going to get this season, which there's no way. There's no way there's not going to be a PvE activity, especially in this new model of whatever comes this season is going to go away. Trials isn't going away. Trials is back to stay. It's not going to be a seasonal activity that at the end of this season, it's gone. It's back for good. I'm hoping there's seasonal stuff to earn in there. So this season, there's this armor or these weapons. And then next season, there's new stuff to chase in Trials. That would be a first because we haven't seen that in the Crucible or in Strikes or even in Gambit. Um, there's been no seasonal like refreshes on that stuff. If anything, there's an emblem, maybe one new weapon. Um, you know, the, they have the pinnacle uh, ritual weapons. But really, one of the big things that people are clamoring for is vendor refreshes. Like, give us reasons to go back to the planetary vendors, get new weapons, that sort of thing. That's another thing that I wish Bungie would speak about, like why they haven't done that. Why they haven't done vendor refreshes. They did it in D1. Why can't you do it in D2? Just somebody go in there like, look, guys, we would love to give you guys vendor refreshes, but here's the reason why we can't do it. And it's something tells me it has something to do with D2 vanilla. I really do think it has something with D2 vanilla. Something with the loot pools got locked in. They're, it's stuck. It would break more things to, to do. I don't know. I just wish they could speak to it. I really do. But again, probably won't ever happen. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll kind of, we're getting long on this episode. And I, and I, I, had, I wanted to, I read more of these, but a lot of them are repeat themselves and my answer is the same on a lot of them. So I'm just going to rapid fire a few of these, you know, responses here. Um, and then we'll kind of wrap up my final thoughts on this. Uh, retiring old items is simply a way to free up the ability to completely recycle them simply using new skins and names. That's kind of true, right? New skins and new names, but exactly the same gun. It gives you that feeling of chasing something new, even though apples to apples are the exact same gun, right? People would argue that that's why would you, why would I do that then? Like it's, it's, it's faking the grind. It's falsifying the chase, but the reality is it really is giving you something new to grind for because now this gun no longer works in trials. So I need a new spare rations, right? Even if they call it the same name, the same roles, you had to go the same activity. You just had to get a new version because it's the new light version, right? I feel like this, this, this version, this model of new name, new skin is better, even though it's the same gun, right? But we, as I said, they can introduce new perks. They can remove perks from the perk pool. I think that's actually more important is Let's say there's a God roll. This gun is just the best end all be all. It's the only one that everyone's using. They could go, okay, we'll reintroduce that gun under a new name, new frame, but let's remove this one perk because this, this, com this combo is just, it's too deadly. It's too good. You know, no one uses any other perk. That's the biggest problem too. And, and again, this is another hot button topic is like Bungie should just come up with better perks. The, well, the, you know, it's like if the best combination for a PVE hand cannon is outlaw kill clip, the highest range or highest stability or whatever your playstyle is, right? Ha handling the, the best role you can get on a hand cannon is outlaw kill clip. Like, why would you go for any other role, right? So the only thing Bungie can do is remove one of those perks. So now you are forced to choose a different role or come up with something better. How do you come up with something better that reloads your gun faster? to proc a perk that gives you bonus damage. I feel like they kind of tried to do that with Swashbuckler, right? Swashbuckler is a, a variant of Rampage where melee kills 
or kills with a gun give you a bonus, right? Rampage is that minus the melees. I feel like that's kind of a flavor, but the amount of damage that you uh, accrue is different. Rampage has three tiers. Swashbuckler has five, right? Five, I think, is higher than five on ramp on uh, Swashbuckler is better than Rampage three, but obviously takes you longer to get there. So you know, there's 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 those kind of variants, and those kind of variants are what they're going to have to put in the game to spice it up. But the answer, the, the reality comes down to, okay, give us a new version of Kill Clip, but you take Kill Clip off the gun, and now you question whether or not. The kill clip rampage, a kill clip outlaw is better than outlaw new perk, right? Or some new perk that kind of combines two perks, but then you have another, another, you know, it really just kind of comes down to like what the best is. You can take a gun, put the exact same perks on it, but then the base stats are different, right? Maybe this gun has a different fire rate. With these perks, it doesn't work the same, right? For this particular gun with this fire rate, you need these perks. There's just so many variables there. And at the end of the day, Bungie has to play test all of them to figure out, make sure nothing's broken. And as they continue to do new activities, they have to go back to those old guns with all those different perks, test those out with the new exotic, with the new subclass, with a new new subclass ability that they add. Cause they did that last season, right? We got some new abilities in our skill trees, right? They, 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 they added some new stuff. Well, now they have to go back and go try all these guns with all these perks and make sure nothing breaks. Right. Um, I got so many God, uh, God roll weapons. I accumulated over the year and a half, uh, got all the pinnacles. I'm up for having fresh start every now and then, as long as Bungie makes things more interesting each time, kind of like how path of exile does on amazing job with that. Um, I wish it was somehow personalized, which with, uh, which gear we can keep forward. I get my left nut to keep my recluse spare rations and Imperial decree. The rest can go. Ha- I happily, uh, regrind the other 5,000 weapons I own. And then someone responded, you can still use those weapons in 90% of the activities. And I think that's the thing that people are overlooking is like, it's just like four activities that these guns won't be able to use, right? Raids, Trials and Iron Banner, Highest Nightfall, and then whatever new pinnacle activity they bring in. If it's, if it's you know, Legendary Sundial, you know, you know, whatever the new activity is, right? It's it. Three or four activities. The rest of the game, you can use whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's, just, it's, it's, it's that knowing that Bungie is telling you that you can't do what you want everywhere. That's what people are really upset about. Hey, this guy's name's Clint. We gotta read his. No, I still disagree because I still grind for the new weapons. Anyway, I still try to get the best roll for, for a given gun and then hang it, uh, hang into it. I enjoy having a massive arsenal to play whenever I want. And I do go back and use weird stuff from time to time. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Someone tweeted, remember why this happened? It was, it's the, uh, Eric light, I think is what that was from maybe house of wolves. I forget. I don't know too much destiny, too much time has passed. Um, for me personally, I got a, a ton of sta- satisfaction stocking my vault, not trying to be dramatic, although this might sound it, but giving items an expiration makes me not want to grind for them, which makes me lose most of my interest in the game. I uninstalled last night. Wow. Jeremiah. This dude, see, that's just crazy that somebody, whether he did or not, he says he did, uninstalled the game without even like waiting to hear Bungie's final form, 9, 12, 15 months, right? Like how the expiration date works, how the sun setting works, 
Maybe the new guns and perks they come out with are better, so you don't care. Like, the dude's like, fuck you, I'm out. That's crazy that people go that far. Guy's response to that one tweet. I got a little bit of, of that feeling when, uh, when content went away last season. Giving items a window of acquiring and now an expiration date isn't all making me lose confidence. It's all making me lose confidence. I'm not uninstalled yet. Like, that's just crazy that people... Ah, oh, man. See, okay. This is the part where I go, yeah, maybe Destiny's not for you then. Like, that's the time where I like... When I, have, you know, I have conversations in my chat when I'm live on Twitch... And so people, so people ask me, what's your opinion on this? And I give my opinion. They're like, well, this is my opinion. This is what I think. And I'm like, okay. But that's not the direction Bungie's going in. So maybe this game is no longer for you. Maybe you, the, the direction that they're taking the game in isn't right for you. And that's when they get all hoity-toity like, well, I've been playing this game since the beta, man. Like, that, fuck that. Like, Bungie's ruining it. They're going to lose their entire bit. Like, mm, they're not losing everybody, dude. Because not everybody's like you. Not everybody thinks the same way you do. All you have to do is pull up any Reddit thread, any Bungie forum, hell, any tweet, and you're going to see both sides of the argument. Pros, cons, positive, negative, for it, against it. You know? So you, you, listener, person that's watching this video, listening to this, you can think whatever you want and say that they're ruining the game for you and people like you, but that's not everybody. And I would even argue that there's... You can't even say it's the majority, right? Because really, how are you supposed to know, right? When someone, when, when Bungie says something or a staff member or developer says something, most of the time you only hear the negative or the people that are against it. They think it's a dumb idea, right? Most of the time, most of the responses you get, same thing on Reddit or, 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 or you know, Bungie forums. It's like, here's what we're doing. And all the responses are why that's a dumb idea, why they hate that idea. And every once in a while, like, hey, that's a good idea. I like that. But let's be real. Most of the time, you don't respond to something with thumbs up. You respond with thumbs down, hoping that they hear you and they change their mind. Right? So anyway, um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. This is my first time trying something like this. Uh, Got to give a shout out to This Secret Ninja, uh, one of my homies and mods on Twitch. He gave me the idea to, to do this. Um, I apologize, though. I didn't, I didn't have time to go through and snap these. Uh, and, and have like curated responses though, depending on your guys' feedback on this, uh, this is something I could definitely do again in the future and not necessarily just with destiny or video games. It could be, uh, any kind of hot topic that I'm, that I have a, an opinion about and that I'm kind of invested in. Um, you know, there's a lot of topics going on right now in the world. Um, this, this specifically was Twitter. Twitter's my main platform. It's the one that I'm on the most. It's the one that I'm most active on. It's the one that I update the most. So if you're on Twitter, twitter.com slash Clintus, at Clintus if you're in the app. And if you don't have Twitter, you can still read my tweets by going to twitter.com slash Clintus or downloading the app. And I think you can still search for people on there, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, so you can still read my tweets or whatnot. And like I said, let me know, send me a tweet, uh, what your thoughts are uh, on this episode, podcast ideas, what you'd like me to talk about, who you'd like to have, have on the podcast to talk about those things or whatever. Um, or just your general feedback on this as well. What your thoughts are with the changes that Bungie's making to the game. And if you don't play Destiny 2, it's free to play. I should have mentioned that at the beginning because some of you guys may have already left, but uh, if you've thought about trying Destiny 2, it is free to play on pretty much all the platforms. I think it's on everything but Switch. Um, you just download it, create an account, log in, start playing the game. The only thing you won't have access to is the newest content 
whatever the newest stuff is or the newest expansion, you won't have access to that. But every season there is free stuff that's added to the game for the free players. So check it out. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your attention. I really do appreciate it. Um, 2020 is here and I plan on uh, putting out an episode of the podcast every week. Um, possibly two episodes a week, depending on um, what I have scheduled with a guest. And then if something like this comes up where I want to talk about something specifically, um, I've also done in the past shorter episodes where I just pull up my phone. Surprisingly, it sounds really good. Just recording right from the phone, like a phone call. I'm doing a short, you know, shorter episode and just kind of getting those out to you guys. Um, not every episode will be recorded uh, for YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, there's a link in the description below. Apple uh, podcasts, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Android, Slacker. There's, there's like 15 different places you can find this podcast, or you can just download the anchor app. If that's just the quickest way for you to get to it, but pretty much every phone has a podcast app and you probably already have one on your phone right now. If you have Spotify, you can find it there. Just do a search for riffing with Clintus. That's two F's riffing with Clintus. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. Get notified every time a new episode goes out, which I'm hoping is Mondays. If I can get it recorded sometime in the week over the weekend, then I can post it uh, on Mondays on, uh, on on the feeds. And like I said, if I record it or I stream it up on YouTube. So there you go, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your week. And I will see you guys online. Take care.